Welcome to the Merge Feast, the podcast where we satisfy your cravings for all things Survivor. We're your hosts, Sam and Mags, and this is a recap for Season 45, Episode 9. We're almost to the double digits on episodes here. Let's rate this episode from a scale of 10 to 15. Interesting scale choice. <laughs> uh, 13? 13? Yeah. It's middle of the pack for you? Yeah. Good, but not hey, great. I, I think so too. I had some disappointments in this episode, but there were yeah. some good things that also happened in this episode. Right. The twists made it interesting, but the gameplay wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. I know what you mean. But did you give the show points for the showmance? Yeah. I There's some promising sparks here. There are. And where there are sparks, there is burning fires of love. <laughs> burning love, some might say. Well, let's get to the recap. It's your turn to do your Jeff impression. Previously on Survivor. That's pretty good. We get a recap of all the idols, the immunity challenge. Everybody's, you know, strategizing with everybody else. And of course, the Kelly blindside that punctuated last episode. Pretty intense blindside. Yeah. Emotional, raw, just very, just a visceral reaction mm-hmm. from Kelly after she was voted out. I think people are scared to give a big reaction because they don't want to get like, they don't want the fans to not like them or to seem bitter. But Kelly had her reaction and everybody loves her for it. Just added to her, I don't want to say. Likeability. Yeah, exactly. To her her legend, if you will. Mm-hmm. After this, we go to the the beach. Night after tribal council, Kendra is sitting on the beach mourning Kelly. Toasting to her dead friend. Cheers, Kel. Here's to you. Like she's dead. She basically is. She's just in Ponderosa, relaxing, eating a burger probably. I could think of nothing worse. <laughs> she's just toasting her dead friend. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things that in the moment she felt really, you know, sad about it and it felt like a, a sweet, tender thing to do. But in the light of day, it was a little much. You know, things are always more dramatic at night. I think she just should have held off on doing this. I just thought, we'll see if it's a good idea in the morning. Apparently, they were really, really close. I mean, I, I figured everybody kind of gets to know everybody, but right. I didn't realize these two were I so had close. no idea that they were so tight. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is the type of reaction I would expect from like Austin and Drew getting separated, not Kendra and, what's her name? Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Austin and Drew get separated, I will be toasting yeah. <laughs> their dead relationship. But uh, on the flip side of that, Jake couldn't be more psyched to have been kept around. Yeah. He's laughing it up. He's happy. He's on cloud nine. Right. And then he comes to the realization, oh, wait, I'm still at the bottom and I don't have any friends. <laughs> but I still admire him keeping it light. Yeah. For this brief moment, he, yeah. he has life. He's kind of reborn. Right. Right. He does have that realization and he says... You know, I had no idea it was Kelly mm-hmm. and has a great quote. He says, I don't even want to say I was left in the dark because I wasn't even left in the same dimension. <laughs> he was clueless. Yeah, that is kind of how like how far removed he seems from this game. He spent all last tribal like lecturing the other players on why aren't you playing Survivor? Mm-hmm. 
this is it. Stop enough with the unanimous votes. Stop just piling on. And now you're all just going to vote me. Like you guys need to just wake up and then everybody, it's kind of like if you're lecturing your spouse for not taking out the garbage without checking to see if they took out the garbage. You're like, I can't believe how lazy you are. Yeah. <laughs> haven't taken out the garbage. That's what happened to Jake at Tribal last night. Yeah, he's in a different dimension for sure. On the other side of things, Bruce, he knows he's a target because of Kelly getting voted out. And he thinks that she got voted out because of him, because he's such a big target. Yeah. Which is a little bit true. He's shocked to hear that she didn't want to side with him. Right. That she didn't like him. Yeah. This is almost like hearing that like your dead friend had all these secrets that you didn't know about. That was like that was how he was treating this. We were watching Pretty Little Liars uh-huh. come to life. And it's funny because basically everybody's like, "No, dude, she hated you. Mm-hmm. She wanted to get you out. She was gunning for you." Mm-hmm. And poor guys is trying to mourn his number one ally it's sad. just got voted out. This was an episode for Bruce. And we can get into it more, but Mm-hmm. I hope you don't come for me and I hope people don't come for me in the comments, but maybe I like Bruce now. I don't know. I've got some problems with the Survivor producers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Enough with making us like people. <laughs> we come here to hate people. Yeah. I don't want to like everybody. <laughs> I want to like some people. I want to like some people yeah. a lot. I also want to dislike some people. This is just the way that media is going, you know? In Marvel movies, villains just used to be villains. But now villains have these tragic backstories and you kind of understand why they do these things. And it's like sad that you have like these villains that you actually kind of like. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to the same way into reality TV show. They can't just give somebody the villain edit anymore. Yeah, Bruce, they're killmongering Bruce. It, this is exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, Sam's talking about the guy from Black, Black Panther. Panther. Mm-hmm. And the villain of Black Panther, where you can kind of see his side of things. And anyways, all this to say, people aren't just like hated like Russell Hans anymore. Mm-hmm. It ebbs and it flows. I mean, granted, Russell Hans had absolutely zero redeemable qualities. Well, we wouldn't know because they would never show anything. You don't. You don't think he had any talking heads where he showed some emotion, where he cried to the camera? No, definitely not. I think <laughs> that guy's just one hundred percent pure evil. But we have. Katura, she's talking with Kendra. Kendra says, you know, I want a gun for D. She's the most powerful person in the Reba Alliance. I, I want to get her out. Katura flips like a flapjack at a Cracker Barrel, let me tell you. <laughs> she immediately goes and tells the Reba Alliance all yeah. about Kendra's plans to right. take out D and blah, blah, blah. Why is Kendra starting plans the night after Tribal? I've never seen this happen before. It's the revenge plans. Yeah. If your best friend is killed in battle, what do you do? You go back to your camp and you go into the big tent, which everyone's the big tent. (laughs) There's going to be a big table in the middle of it. And you go, you pound on that table. You roll out a big scroll with your plan (laughs) on it. And you say, we're going there tonight. To avenge my friend. Yeah, I could see this in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like imagining like Mulan. Yeah. Like yeah. The, with the big tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big tent. Yeah. That is so accurate. There's always a big there's tent. Always, there's the big, t- the command tent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, if you were imagining it like Mulan, he's probably got. She's Kendra had a few pieces on the on the uh-huh. plan map and was moving around with like a little stick. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kind of like a shuffleboard. Type yeah, stick. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is ruining all of that, and Austin is just sitting there silently with two immunity idols in his pocket. Uh-huh. Incredible. Ooh. Also, while he's sitting there, um, you know, like at basketball games or sports games. Yeah, I love sports games. Me too. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> they do like the kiss cam. Uh-huh. Well, obviously nobody's kissing on Survivor, but I would like to introduce the snuggle cam. No. And it's not much, but I got to grasp for straws here in a loveless season of Survivor. <laughs> Julian Drew? <laughs> Austin and D. They're not even laying down, but just kind of, and I know it's going to get more intense throughout the episode, but mm-hmm. we just get a little snuggle between the two of them, which I appreciate. More than they could ever know. You're living vicariously through them. (laughs) (laughs) Reba, here's this information from Keturah, and they make plans to kick out the remaining Bellow members, which is Bruce first and foremost, then Jake, and then Kendra. Of course, Kendra has now upset the ringleader, Mm -hmm. the most vocal of the Reba four, which is D. She sees herself as leader. I would argue as a viewer that Austin is obviously the most powerful. Yes. And I think even Drew is probably the most strategic, Mm -hmm. but D is the most vocal. Yeah. And Austin and Drew are doing a great job of using D as a shield. Mm -hmm. That's true. Morning time at the Dakuwaka beach. Bruce is lost. And so his likability arc begins. Yeah. But before he's likable, I got a quote. Now, I know what the fans are wanting, and this is not a drunk man versus Bruce, okay? (laughs) But he does say how bothered he is that Kelly thought he was overbearing. And here's his quote. I have a daughter at home and a wife that I don't treat any differently than Kelly. When I get home, I'm going to ask them if I'm overbearing. And I thought, that's the problem right there, Bruce. Why are you treating Kelly, this girl that you've known for 14 days, like your daughter? Or your mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all just clicks into place. If I met this guy 14 days ago and he started treating me like his daughter, it'd be a little bit overbearing. Uh, it is this really interesting moment where he's you're watching him realize, like, does everybody not like me? Right. Because Kelly never told me. Mm-hmm. She was just talking behind my back. That's just the way I am, mm-hmm. which is funny because he, he kind of says, like, that's not my personality. But then he realizes... Wait, that's how I treat my daughter. Yeah, and my wife. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, wait, that is my personality. <laughs> Talks about his upbringing a little bit. Yeah, he okay. says that he was a child of foster care, mm-hmm. and he says, "I'm playing Survivor right now, but I've been playing Survivor my whole life." Give me chills. I have uh, a brother from foster care, and did uh, my family did foster care all growing up. It really has softened my heart to the foster care system and how rough it is. This definitely opened my heart up to Bruce more than I ever saw coming. And even had a little moment where I'm wondering if Bruce might win this game because he's all of a sudden getting this different edit. He gets this different music, this really tender music, basically the whole episode. And he, in his talking head, says, I don't know, like maybe I'm getting kind of soft, you know, just talking about like, treating Kelly like a daughter. He's like, maybe in my old age, I'm, I'm getting soft. And he laughs. And normally where it would cut, it doesn't cut. And it just stays on him. 
and he laughs and then his face just kind of falls and you can just see that like he's sad i'm tearing up almost thinking about it his ally's gone he's kind of reflecting on a hard life and thinking about his daughter and his wife at home and it's like way sad when they just let that like emotion show you could see he was putting on a face for his talking head and then in a moment where he thought the camera wasn't going to be you know filming him he like lets his raw emotion show they're trying to make us like him and newsflash it's working <laughs> i'm fighting it with every fiber <laughs> of my being drew points out a really interesting point here which is that bruce is has tempestuous been, tempestuous mm-hmm. i've never i didn't hear him did he say that mm-hmm. he's tempestuous <laughs> I should just quote Drew word for word here. <laughs> There's no way I can summarize it as succinctly as he, he says it. He did great. He's a narrator. But he, he really is. And he, he talks about Bruce has been playing this imaginary game of Survivor, which is true. Bruce has been in his own head. And because he's been safe so much and not have that much at risk, he's not been playing. Yeah, He's just been gliding on immunity whether that's tribal immunity or now individual immunity and has just been not paying attention to alliances or numbers or how people perceive him or how he comes off even to his own allies yeah all of that he just has constructed this world in his mind where he's on top and with kelly gone that bubble has burst and drew has said you know Bruce is sitting at a crossroads where he can either acknowledge his failures, realize that he's in his sp- this spot now near the bottom because of his own actions, or he can go into denial yeah. and say, no, no, I'm still at the top and you know, get himself out that way. It's a really interesting point because Drew even says it's going to be difficult for someone like Bruce with as much pride as he has to swallow that pride. Yeah and admit his own failures right. to move forward. But we're seeing him kind of do that right? a little bit. Drew's a great storyteller. So if he makes it to the final three, you don't want to be sitting next to him because he's got a great game and he can speak really eloquently about it. Yeah, he, he's very logic-driven in yeah. his storytelling. And he, he lays out facts mm-hmm. really nicely. Did you know what tempestuous means? What does tempestuous mean? I would guess it means like um, contentious. Ooh, wow. You are really close. Conflicting emotions, which crazy that that word is not thrown around more often, right? Because conflicting emotions is my middle name. Yeah. I I usually just call that sad, mad, glad. (laughs) That does roll off the tongue more than tempestuous. (laughs) (laughs) Emily right here is hinting at uh, getting D out to kind Mm -hmm. of test Austin and Drew yeah. to see who their strongest alliance right. is, whether it's her or it's Julie and Dee. Mm-hmm. And it's very telling. Both Austin and Drew are against the idea. Yeah. Don't want to get Dee out. Emily's really good at always keeping her finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. She always can read the room. Austin and Drew play this wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened. They don't know who's won immunity at this point. Don't shut down the idea entirely. Yep. Oh, wow, that's that's a good idea. Thanks for bringing that to me. Let's roll with that for a little. Mm-hmm. Don't give her time to panic long before the vote even happens. You want to save that amount of panic till seconds before tribal so that she doesn't have time to scramble, switch her vote, talk to anybody else, you know? Very true. They 
don't react well. And Emily's on to him. Mm-hmm. She sniffs it out. We get tree mail at this point. We haven't seen tree mail yeah. in a long time. A rare tree mail. Honestly, when I started watching Survivor on season 30, I honestly never saw a tree mail until mm-hmm. I went back. I had no idea. Supposedly, tree mail used to come before every challenge. Mm-hmm. And it was always kind of a poem. I think they still get them, but they don't show them. Yeah, they don't air it. And this one had to be shown because they allude back to what was written on it. Yeah, they do. The message from Tree Mail basically tells them, gives them a task before the immunity challenge. It two tells tasks. Two tasks. Yeah. What are the two tasks? First is to panic. Oh, yeah. It literally says <laughs> you should have anxiety. Okay. Yeah, first task, panic, check. Yeah, uh-huh. I think, to be honest, Katura was already there. Yeah. <laughs> The second task is to divide into three groups of three. And they know this is going to come into play in the challenge. Some sort, they don't know how. So it could be that they're competing together. It could be that they're competing against each other. They don't really know. could be, again, that they're just in separate tribes and they're going to be separated for the rest of the day until tribal council that night. They just, they don't know. Yeah. Dieta does astrology girl a little dirty. I know. I felt a little bad for her. She raises her hand and says, who wants to be with me? And crickets. Yeah. Nobody wants to be with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> a little cringy for her. So they separate out. Drew says, we should separate into <laughs> one strong guy, one strong girl, and then a weakling. Yeah. And then as he eats a scoop of rice, he says, I don't think I'm one of the strong ones. <laughs> Uh, that this, that is something that only could have been said by a weakling. Yeah, this was you a know? great episode for Drew. I yeah, thought. it he was. Had some good moments, and and this was one of them. So they separate into the three groups. Did you write these down? No, I did. I got them for you. So we have the yellow group. You can't count on me to get a logistic breakdown, <laughs> but if you want to know like what sort of toppings were on a sandwich, That's come right. to me. That's right. The yellow group is made up of Kendra, Julie. And Bruce, Julie being the weakling, I'm going to identify each weakling. Oh, I like that. The blue group is made up of Austin, Emily, and Katura. Obviously, Emily is the weakling there. And the red group is made up of Jake, Drew, and Dee. Drew being the weakling in this particular group. I like that breakdown. Before they go to the challenge, Julie's worried because she's the only one that doesn't have like numbers mm-hmm. her alliance is split so she it's her against katura and bruce if they, if those three were to go to a tribal council by themselves which has never happened before probably will never happen but you know the first the first item on the list was panic so right. she's doing great yeah uh-huh. with the panic check yeah so she goes to austin and says i'm gonna get voted out and he without hesitation gives her quote unquote the idol mm-hmm what she thinks is the only idol, but he knows yeah. it's an idol. I think Austin, once again, is playing such a fantastic game. Because he has another secret idol, he can play this other idol a little more loosey-goosey. He can use it as a sign of trust in his alliance. If that was his only idol, I don't think he's passing it out like that. I think you're right. But they're under the impression it is his only idol, and so this gesture goes really far. Definitely. I have Another thought on this idol exchange. Like you mentioned, this the 
it doesn't happen where she has to go to tribal council. And I think in any other situation, they wouldn't have shown this. So I think this means one of two things. Like I mentioned a few episodes ago, there's a rule in cinema and film that I really like. If you're going to show a gun in the first act, then the gun has to come into play in the second act. So this is a useless piece of information right now. Their time is valuable. This needs to come back into play. So I think either next episode, Austin's going to have a hard time getting his idol back from Julie. Something's going to happen with that. Or when Austin makes it to the final three and Julie is in the jury or one of his competitors, he's going to use this as part of his resume. But just mark my words, this is coming back somehow. Otherwise, they wouldn't have shown this otherwise pointless idol exchange. I bet it does come back into play as soon as next episode. We get to the immunity challenge, but we're going to take a quick break before the challenge. With Christmas less than two months away, now is the perfect time to head over to Jancy & Co. to snag some of those great holiday deals for that special someone in your life. Macrame, embroideries, weavings, Jancy & Co. is here to make the perfect alliance with your holiday shopping needs. For a limited time, save 26% with code HOLIDAYMERGE at Jancy & Co. on Etsy and at jancyann.com. I pride myself on being a good gift giver, and I think the main element to that is getting something that is unique or personalized for that person. That's why we love partnering with Jancy Ann, because everything is unique, handmade, and it's going to be a one-of-a-kind gift. Absolutely. That's Jancy Ann Co. on Etsy or jancyann.com, spelled J-A-N-C-Y-A-N-N.com. All right, Mags, you ready to give us a challenge breakdown? Yeah, and it's a long one. Oh, yeah. So if we go over on time, this is to blame. This is why. Okay. Put us on 1.5 speed for this <laughs> one. So for this challenge, they are separated into their three groups of three. For the first stage, they retrieve a disc and use it to balance a ball as they navigate a balance beam. Once all three players are across, they have to race to dig up three rope rungs. The first two groups to finish will move on to the next race. For the second stage, they will use those rope rungs to build a rope bridge. Once each player is across, they race to land three balls on three very small ring targets. First group to finish moves on to the final round. For the final round, they are no longer on a team and have to compete against each other in an endurance challenge where they will stand with their arms stretched out to their sides and their fingertips pressed against two wooden discs. When their disc drops, they are out. There are some additional twists. The first two stages, obviously, they are competing as teams, and the winning team from the first two stages gets split into individuals. Best individual wins immunity. However, the losing team, the team that doesn't make it out of the first round, that team has all three members lose their vote for tonight's tribal council. Which is crazy. Never been done before. Yeah. They are then sent on a journey to try and earn their vote back. Yep. Whatever that looks like, we don't know. So extra high stakes to not be the loser. And then, of course, you still want to make it to the end. The team that makes it to the end, regardless of who wins individual immunity, those three 
get a reward as well. They get to go to the sanctuary. That's the the additional twist. You have a reward for the winning team and a huge punishment for the losing team. This was a very quote-y episode. Quotable, some might say. Yes. When Jeff announces the reward and says this the sanctuary sanctuary the sanctuary wow that is a weird word sanctuary <laughs> right it's a weird one am i saying it right sanctuary yeah sanctuary the sanctuary we're good ah really <laughs> sanctuary sanctuary no sanctuary wow the more we're saying it the <laughs> further away i get <laughs> Anyways, he says, the sanctuary where good things happen. <laughs> and Jake says, I like good things. I like good things. Good things are good. <laughs> that's right. I like good things. It's almost like he's like an AI bot that's broken. I like good things. I like good things. Good things are good. <laughs> Writing a Dr. Seuss children's book yeah. about good things. Yes. They, they start the challenge here. It begins. My very first thought was, Who's going to throw the challenge? If you're Jake, you're on the same team as two Reba Alliance members. Not a bad idea to throw the challenge and make sure you lose your vote, but two Reba Alliance members also lose their vote. Wow, I didn't even think about that. End of the day, it's a good thing that he didn't do that. Right. It probably would have been a bad move. And all the Bellow members voted for him last tribal, so... He's not really aligned with them anymore. Yeah. So it makes sense that he didn't throw the challenge. But just, you know, playing devil's advocate here, thinking of alternate, here for. alternate moves that could have been made. In the first stage, they're going through, on the doing the balance beam things, and uh, Red falls behind. That's Jake, Drew, and D, just because Jake and Drew struggle on the balance beam. But when they finally make it, to the digging portion where they're digging for those ropes, yeah. they more than make up for it. Yeah. They're the fastest team to find their ropes by far. Comes down to yellow and blue. They're both looking for their last rope. They have to find three of them. They just need that last one. And yellow pulls it up and blue ends up being the last team and the team that loses their vote. As a reminder, blue, the team that loses their vote, it's made up of Austin, Emily, and Katura. Emily can't catch a break. And honestly, my heart hurts for her. My heart hurts for her, but in a much more real sense, she was terrible at digging. <gasps> really? Yeah, did you watch her? No. I don't know. She must have just been exhausted, but I was watching. She's just like crouching like she was playing in the sandbox. No, really? Took the tape. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go and take a screen recording and I'll post it on her Instagram. I'll link it in our show notes. I don't want to say she deserved it, but... You're also not not saying that. She earned it with her actions. (laughs) (laughs) Those three have to go on the journey to re-earn their vote, and yellow and red move on to the next stage of the challenge. The second stage begins. They start building their, their rope bridges, if you will, and... Bruce is right at home. Like he does this all the time. Yeah, he whips right through this. He just cruised through it. He was like sitting there, just he looked comfortable too. Everybody else looked awkward. What's Bruce's job? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't, but 
Just looking at him, it looks like a rope bridge builder of some sort, <laughs> based on his performance. He seems happy as a clam. Yeah, up there. he did. He did so good. Mm-hmm. He finishes first, but they still have the ball section, and they have to wait for all of their teammates to finish. Red gets everybody to the ball section. That's Drew D and Jake. They get everybody to the ball section before Kendra is able to finish her rope bridge. So Bruce's speed is completely wasted here. Right. They start with the ball section. Jake is up there first. And we talked about this with Caleb. These are like basketball-sized balls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when that basketball hit Caleb's hands, we just knew that he was he was a baller. As soon as Jake picked up that ball and got into his shooting motion to put that thing on that target, I, I knew it was over for them. <laughs> What did you think about them throwing it overhand? I think you probably had to, okay. just based on the angles. Like I said, it was they're not coconuts. Mm-hmm. If they were coconuts, maybe underhanded would have been easier. Jake pretty much blows the challenge for his team. <laughs> Drew is able to put one up there. Mm-hmm. D is able to put one up there. D puts it up there with minimal effort, looking cool as possible. She it's... basically does a layup. All right? I know that about sports. I know what a layup is. And that was one. <laughs> And a clean one at that. There's no backboard either. Yeah. There's a swish. Mm-hmm. So mm. maybe she balls. She, uh, I tried it and it just didn't come out naturally. <laughs> maybe she balls. <laughs> they say, say that, don't you they? You don't have to say balls like that. <laughs> it's a verb, not a noun. <laughs> maybe she plays balls. Maybe she <laughs> <laughs> They lose. All right. <laughs> These balls aside. <laughs> These balls. Like tease They lose the, the stage of the challenge. And the yellow team, really nobody could have predicted this. The yellow team made up of Kendra, Julie, and Bruce proves to be the strongest three competitors in the game. And they make it to the individual portion of this reward slash immunity challenge. The individual portion begins. They are standing there, arms spread eagle, Holding up two, what would you have said? I just don't think you can say spread eagle about the arms. I think spread eagle is specifically about the legs. Eagles have tiny legs. That doesn't I know, make any sense. I know. I understand that the phrase doesn't seem right, but I don't think when you say spread eagle, people imagine what we would need them to imagine. Yes. But in all reality, what I would have said is arms stretched out to the side. They look like. Spider-Man trying to hold the train together with his webs. No, don't let Sam confuse you because in that, he's pulling together and this, they're pushing outward. Yeah. But so just imagine you're in a hallway and you have your hands on both sides of the wall. Kendra's seems further away than Bruce's. Yeah. And I know that when they do this, you know, they they aren't just three generic stations. They are custom to the player you know they take measurements Uh right yeah kendra's thumbs can't touch hers really her her thumbs weren't reaching it um bruce's thumbs were on there and in fact his fingers had a little bit of give like they were bent yeah i'll take a screenshot of that also and put it in the post but it just didn't it seemed like maybe just like you know some few centimeters off but that Mm. can make a difference doesn't make you know four fingers versus five is a huge deal 
Well, we're also going to need our Kendra's thumb measurements. Maybe she just has tiny thumbs. Yeah. Or extra long fingers. And I would do great in that challenge. Look at my thumbs. You have long thumbs. Yeah. For everyone listening, those are enormous thumbs. Well, I don't know about enormous so much <laughs> as beautifully delicate. <laughs> <laughs> You'd do great. You wouldn't even need your fingers. You just have your thumbs out there. Instead, Kendra, man, Kendra, how do I put this? In this challenge, incredible effort. I felt yeah. like I was watching an Olympic athlete just push their body to the limits you know yeah or like maybe a david blaine stunt yeah <laughs> but at the very same time i wanted to change the channel yeah. <laughs> yeah don't know how else to say it besides like it was just a touch uncomfortable it was a touch <laughs> uncomfortable and it wouldn't have been as bad maybe if bruce and julie weren't standing right next to her doing the exact same thing <laughs> completely rock solid <laughs> But Kendra is shaking and moving. And like contorting her body. She was contorting her body. She kept letting the little plates slip yeah, just, just a little bit. And then she'd have to try and push them back up with yeah. her fingertips. And it looked awful. And her arms were shaking yeah. so badly. And her shoulders were popped out of their sockets. It was like a, in that last freaky season of Stranger Things. And when Vecna would get its <laughs> prey and they would kind of like distort. That's those were the vibes I was getting from her. And I was like, girl, this is Survivor. Don't freak me out like that. Relax. She's just gonna raise up into the air. Yeah. She was uh she was doing all she could. So it was admirable. It was a heroic moment. Honestly, good for Kendra. She really yeah. did. I, I really did admire. I yeah. I thought, wow, she is giving it every little bit. If I were out there, as soon as my arms started to shake, I'd think, well, I'm going to only last 10 more seconds. I might as well drop out yeah. now. Kendra drops out after an intense battle, and it's down once again mm -hmm. to Julie and Bruce, the I, same two finalists. From yeah, them. I actually like that. The two oldest. Mm -hmm. I love that for them. It's not a great sign for the rest of the, the pack. So. <laughs> You're right. It's not a great look. For now, two immunity challenges in a row. The two oldest people yeah. have been the contenders. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. That's why I like the endurance challenges because it's not always about physical strength. Now, I'm not ageist, but we got to get these old people out of here. <laughs> but anyway, back to Julie. She's also struggling. She eventually drops and Bruce never really struggled in this challenge. He does have, he had one moment at the very beginning where it kind of started to slip mm -hmm. and he caught it and he was making a face as if he had just been woken up from the deepest stage of sleep <laughs> and he didn't know where he was. <laughs> it, it Seriously, it snapped him into attention. Yeah. And he locked it in after that and didn't show really any signs sure. of weakness. It really an impressive play here mm -hmm. by Bruce to so, win this immunity challenge. Now my question is, is Bruce going to be a challenge beast? Yes. You have to ask. When Good question. People st when people get two wins in a row, it becomes a very real possibility. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to issue a public apology. A couple of episodes ago, I was talking about how Bruce is a goat that will be taken to the end because mm -hmm. nobody likes him. That's not true anymore. Mm -hmm. While I don't think he's playing a great game strategically. And socially. Yeah. He is making himself a threat by winning these challenges. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I 
like that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because it means as soon as he doesn't win an immunity, they're going to try and flush his idol. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't win immunity twice, he's gone. Right. So I appreciate that he's winning these and making himself more of a contender because it makes it less likely that he's going to be brought to the end as a goat. Yeah, I agree at this at this point, he has got an argument mm-hmm. for why he should be the sole survivor. Yeah, he's he's cornering the market on one of the three main pillars, right? You have outwit, yeah. outplay, outlast. He is kind of starting to dominate the outplay section. Uh-huh. He is. Of that. Those three, Kendra, Julie, and Bruce, get to go to the sanctuary to eat their rotisserie chicken. Ah, rotisserie chicken. A one singular uno. No plates, no forks. Chicken. A table with a chicken on it. I'm telling you guys, the survivor budget has never been lower. They are slashing every expense. No sides, no drinks. It was just a chicken. It's just a chicken. I've, this has never been done as a reward before. No plates. This is so weird. No forks or knives. I didn't like it. Since when are they treating these players like animals? I know, seriously. The rewards used to be really fun, and I know you guys are sick of us saying this, but they used to like go to waterfalls that were also natural water slides. They used to go play soccer with like the kids from the local village. Yeah, and like deliver um, school supplies and food. It's crazy. They went to the local Fijian Sam's Club, bought a rotisserie chicken. Uh huh. Brought it back, just like dumped it on a table. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd rather have the rice. I would too, speaking of the rice. <laughs> a sad, sad scene <laughs> plays on the beach back at home. This is the middle team. The team that didn't lose, but they also didn't win. So yeah, they lost. They just weren't the worst losers. Mm-hmm. They go back to their home beach while all the other teams either go to the sanctuary or on the journey. And they think, we didn't get a rotisserie chicken, so we're going to make some extra rice. Three more scoops for us. And they boil the rice, and Jake leaves. To, I don't know where he goes. Why would you leave at this point when the rice is almost done? Well, I usually have to go to the bathroom right when dinner's ready. Yeah, you do, and it's your most annoying trait. <laughs> I understood where Jake was coming from here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's probably just that manly urge to go <laughs> right when dinner's getting ready. So it leaves Drew and Dee, who have some fun while Jake is gone. They think, hey, should we portion it up evenly? They think, nah. Let's just eat as much as we want. I really didn't like this. Is all of it. Yeah. You didn't like this? I thought this was great. I mean, it was it was funny. It was great TV. Uh-huh. But like personality-wise, I don't know what this really says about those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to read into it too deeply, but for me, I'm like, I don't know. This seems to go a little bit beyond the Survivor game. <laughs> you guys are all out there and starving. They left him lots of rice. No, Just they didn't. The they left him like the current, the, yeah, the burnt bits on the bottom. And the saddest part is, is that they lie to him when they come back. They're like, oh, yeah, it got burnt. So we had to like throw some of it out. And then Jake is like, oh, well, I appreciate you guys like saving me this bit. And it's so sad. And they like, were so kind. <laughs> yeah. And if I were Jake, I'd be like, where's the burnt bits? I'll eat that. 
I'll eat anything. <laughs> yeah. And you also, how could you burn it? You guys were just sitting right here. This is our only source of food. How lax do you have to be to let our one food burn? It's just so great because obviously they didn't let it burn. They cook it. They open it. Jake's not there. Drew is just, oh, well, it's not divided evenly. Let's just take a little extra of his portion. And he eats it all. And then Dee says, you ate all of it. And Drew says, what? Seriously, did we not set aside some for him? <laughs> what do you mean set aside some for him? We got just another pot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating off of like pieces of wood. Yeah. Like, what are you setting anything aside? <laughs> you don't have like a Tupperware. Yeah. You put it in the fridge so uh -huh. you can microwave it later. <laughs> Back at the sanctuary, Bruce is digging into this rotisserie chicken with the kind of desire that we just, we all wanted him to have with the chocolate cake. Yeah. That was the energy. Exactly. We yeah. With that chocolate cake, whenever he was just like dipping his pinky in it. Mm -hmm. and nibbling the frosting off versus the, the chicken where he like grabs it by the leg and just like <laughs> yeah pulls rips off the drumstick yep thought this was great to see him eating he's he's feeling a little bit better now that he's eaten he's getting over the the kelly hearing about kelly slandering his good yep. name and uh they start talking about names kendra throws out d's name because she thinks that Low-key, Dee and Austin might be in love. And that they should get married outside of the show. Yeah, Kendra's words, it. not she mine. She loves a good showmance, yeah. but they need to cut it out. Uh huh. I admire that nobody has discovered how close Austin and Drew are. They have done such a great job not looking like a duo. Yeah. But Austin needs to be careful because he does have the appearance of being a duo with Dee at this point. Not to mention he's madly in love with her. Yeah, truly, deeply. Burning love. <laughs> so other than that, though, he's doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> but Julie hates that idea, mm -hmm. and she shuts it down real fast. Yeah. Again, I don't. none of these people really know how to have these conversations, in my opinion. She says she is on the bottom of her alliance. Which is the right play in, mm -hmm. that, in that spot. But then when somebody else says, okay, well then let's get out the head honcho on that alliance you feel like you're on the bottom of, it looks bad for you to be like, well, uh, I don't know about that. You at least got to entertain the idea for a minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, they're not going to believe that you're on the bottom. That's why it's so shocking to me, Bruce's reaction right here. Because you're absolutely right. Julie starts playing it the right way, but as soon as she gets tested on it, mm -hmm. she doesn't she doesn't stick with what she's trying to do. Right. Right. And Bruce shocks me as soon as Julie suggests that Jake should be the one to go uh -huh. home. Bruce says, Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's get out. And not just says it, means it. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yes, to me. it was so crazy. Like he is gonna be your only lifeline out here. Mm-hmm. And this has happened every vote. He's not looking ahead at the future. Right. He's voting out his potential allies. Mm -hmm. Like he he's he somehow does not recognize that Reba is together. He says in a talking head, the uh, like the tribal lines have disappeared. Yeah. 
And all he's saying is, I'm not aligned with the Bellow people yes, anymore. Yes, uh-huh. But he cannot see that the Reba tribe is still all working together. And super strong. Which is exactly why Julie doesn't want to vote out D yeah. and was suggesting Jake. And he yeah. can't see that. He won't see it for whatever reason. At the end of the day, at the end of this little powwow, Jake is the name that they all settle on. Right. Kendra goes along with it because Bruce did. And they have lost all leverage in any kind of conversation. It shows a talking head of Julie saying, why on earth would I vote out D? I will never write her name down. That is who I want to be sitting with at the end of this game. Um, Why? Come on, Julie. That is is going to be her downfall in this game. Mm -hmm. Nobody should want to sit next to D at the end of this game. Specifically, you, Julie, who followed her around at least through the eyes of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Looks like you just followed her around, did what she told you to do. That's not a great look for her. And if she goes to the final three with D, no chance she's winning. She has the same resume, but not the leadership of it. And she's not a storyteller. Yeah. Julie's in trouble mm-hmm. if that's her plan. Yep. Over on the journey, they're walking to their own separate paths. They're told they will all have a chance to earn their vote back. They go their separate ways and come to a table where they are told they have a three-minute challenge to solve a logic puzzle to earn their vote back. My initial thought is these are three great contestants to solve this puzzle. It's a math puzzle. Mm -hmm. So it has the numbers nine counting down to one. So nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one in order from left to right. And then an equal sign and 100. They have three addition signs and one subtraction sign. They have three minutes to figure out where to place those addition and subtraction signs to make the equation work. Mm -hmm. It's a really fascinating puzzle Yeah. with a really intense time restriction on it. If you're not good at mental math, this is nearly impossible. Right. I thought right away, investment analyst Emily Flippin. Yeah, right. This is her challenge. I think we all did. Uh And she acknowledges that. She says, I think think people assume that I'm really good at math, specifically mental math, whenever I tell them that that's my career. And the the honest truth is, is I'm not good at mental math. She says that when she tried to do it, like her mind just went black. And I get that. The timer adds this crazy level of stress. She may have been able to solve this in three minutes under regular circumstances with no timer. But when the timer goes, Katur mentions it too, you can fall into this trap of just looking at the time and then just being like, it's almost like when you're trying to fall asleep and you're like, if I fall asleep now, I can get eight hours of sleep. Okay, if I fall asleep now, I can get seven and a half hours of sleep. Or like you just keep thinking about the time and then therefore you can't do what you're actually trying to do. When this started, I thought about you know, eighth grade math teachers, they get trolled quite a bit because they always, you know, when we were all kids, they'd say, you're, you know, you're not uh, going to have a calculator in uh-huh. your pocket all the time. <laughs> and now we just, we make fun of that. We say, suck on this. I got a phone with a calculator on yeah. me all the time. You got to watch the calculator on it all the yeah. time. Yeah. And we just, we ridicule them. Mm-hmm. We run them out of town, but now they get their revenge. Yep. 
No calculators on Survivor. <laughs> and it may have cost him a million dollars. I guarantee you there were some old retired math teachers standing up, pointing at their TVs saying, this is why you Absolutely. memorize your <laughs> subtraction and addition tables. Absolutely. Emily and Katura both lose their votes. They're not able to solve the math puzzle. But Austin gets his back. Yeah, I was so excited for him. He solves it with a few seconds to spare. Mm -hmm. He gets it right. I was floored. I mean, we already knew that Austin was good at a lot of things. Right. And he's clearly in the most powerful position in the game. Yeah. Right now. Mm -hmm. But he is legitimately probably one of the best survivor players we've had in a long time. Yeah. He's extremely well-rounded. He really is. He kind of hits the nail right on the head when he says, I know I kind of look just like brawny dude, surfer, surfer guy, guy yeah. but I'm actually like getting my MBA and look at him. He's He's got the brains too. Yeah, really smart. He's making smart calculated decisions. Yeah. Emily was so hard on herself right here. It was really hard to watch. You could tell real insecurity is showing through and she's beating herself up about it. And it's really sad. I think Emily puts a lot of stock into her career mm -hmm. and she was embarrassed because of what she does for a living that she wasn't able to do that puzzle. Right. When in reality, being an investment analyst has so little to do with what that puzzle right. is because in reality, you do have a calculator all the time. Right. You do have computer programs and and ways to calculate things very, very quickly without having to do all that mental math. Mm -hmm. You don't need those skills to be successful at what she does. Yeah. Back at the Dakuaka Beach, both groups get back at the same time, both the Sanctuary and the Journey group. They're pulling up to the beach. Dee says, look at these tribe. Like, look at them. They look good coming up on the beach. You know who she was I was going to say they, a.k.a. Austin, a.k.a. 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 her honey. Speaking of her honey, his best friend, Drew, <laughs> sitting on the beach says, oh, yeah, look at those sexy tribe yeah. mates. <laughs> There's like this uh, this uh, popular video that's going around um, that's a compilation of all the times where Ron and Hermione are having a tender moment and then it'll zoom out and Harry's just right there. <laughs> And it's like, you and me and me and you and your friend Steve. And then, you know, it'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, but in all of them, Harry's like oblivious to mm -hmm. being like a third wheel, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what the vibes this gave me. Yeah, that's Drew. Like, Drew has no idea that he's Drew a third wheel. No, yeah. Austin lies, says he's lost his vote as well. So all it. three of them come back saying, I don't have a vote. I thought, what a bold move it would be. If Katura just came back and said, yeah, I won, I have a vote. I know. I kind of wondered what the, if there was a upside to doing that. I don't see one. Me either. And it seems like neither did they. Yeah. I probably would have done the same thing that they did. Austin, of course, decides <clears throat> to come clean to his alliance, which he has a good point. It has been a major source of trust mm -hmm. between those four, him, Drew, Dee, and Julie, being open and honest about his idol, about everything. Right. Not his secret idol that mm -hmm. only Drew really knows about, but about the amulet idol. Right. And all of that. 
So there, Austin's, you know, showing off for D, basically. <laughs> Wants to tell him just for that. Just be like, yeah, your boy's a smart guy, mm-hmm. all right? A genius, regular <laughs> Einstein. And uh, you got to love it. You know, the producers loved it too. They hug a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And they start planning. Okay, now we've got the majority vote. So if Emily and Keturah really did lose their vote, it's the four Reba members versus Jake, Bruce, and Kendra. Four versus three in this vote. So they're basically deciding between do we want to vote Jake out or do we want to vote Kendra out? This is interesting because Julie has a personal vendetta against Jake. Jake wrote her name down. She says, quote, he obviously will not work with me because he wrote my name down, end quote. Unfortunately, Julie, it's not 2008 anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Ring, ring. Hello. It's 2023 calling. Jake will work with anybody. He's desperate. He's working with anybody and everybody who is willing to work with him. (laughs) Doesn't matter whose name got written down. But hey, irrationality. That's what we love. Mm -hmm. Similarly, Dee has heard that Kendra wants to vote her out. So Dee is hell-bent on voting Kendra out as fast as possible. Right. So here's what we have. We have Dee, the unstoppable force, pushing for Kendra to be voted out. Mm-hmm. We have Julie, who shall from henceforth be known as the movable object, <laughs> pushing for Jake. And what will happen when the unstoppable force Meets the movable object. <laughs> that was um, a, a very accurate picture you painted just barely. My prediction was that Kendra was going to go home mm. before tribal council because that was the situation. Yes. The unstoppable force yeah. versus the movable object. Uh-huh. I think I can deduce who's going to win and who's <laughs> going to go home here. So Julie's face was so sad. You can watch her face die in that moment when she suggests to Dee that they get Jake out and Dee just shuts it down and her emotions, there's no hiding them. They are displayed right there on her face. This has happened before, right? Where Dee really wanted to vote somebody Mm -hmm. and Julie and her other tribe mates disagreed Mm -hmm. and it was Sifu, right? Right. Julie changed it to to vote out uh, the quitter. Was it Brent? Who was it? Sean. When Sean quit, Julie changed her vote. But guess who didn't change? D. That's right. D will not be convinced to vote anybody other than who she wants to vote right. for. Speaking of that, I did see an interview with Jeff saying quitters will no longer get their torches snuffed, which I appreciate. I appreciate that too. I think they should also extend it to people who are bad at the game. Even if they didn't intentionally quit, if they just stunk, uh-huh. I think that they should not get their torch snuff. It's time to raise the bar. The last thing I I thought before they go to tribal council was Julie should get with Kendra and Bruce and Jake and get D out. I know this was a large order because she had just stuck her neck out for D, but when I saw her face fall like that, I thought, here we go. She's realizing now that D thinks she's the mob boss. I'm telling you now that's going to be an episode title. But all this to say, she could have got the 
the misfits and the scragglers band together and made a huge move. And if she truly is on the bottom of that alliance, which she is, this would have been a great move for her. Speaking of Mod Boss, did you see the scenes from next episode? Yeah. It comes up. Oh, it does? Uh-huh. Who? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but Drew says it about oh. somebody. It's about it's... Jake. He says it about Jake. Really? Jake thinks he's a mob boss, yeah. Which is hilarious because you've Given been the saying that this is going to happen at some point yeah, uh-huh. in the season. We get to Tribal Council, which starts with a tearful review of Kelly getting brutally backstabbed by her tribe mates. Yeah. Kendra is still broken up about it because Kelly was her first friend out there. Yeah. Not her best friend, just her first <laughs> one. But man, just, mean a lot. just watching Kelly and Caleb on the bench in the jury yes. area, thinking about them hanging out in Ponderosa. If I were one on still in the game, I might just volunteer to get voted out just so yeah. I can go hang out with I them. I would like to be with those two. Those two seem like fun. Caleb's energy, even from the jury bench, is immaculate. You can just tell he loves having a buddy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he it's does. Like, oh, I'm just going to whisper somebody. Please. Yeah. <laughs> And I got to say, we owe Kelly a little bit of an apology. (laughs) Why is that? I posted a TikTok a few weeks ago when they were doing that challenge of lifting that really heavy cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I zeroed in and I said, she's faking it. I likened her to Rachel from Friends, who doesn't help carry the couch up Mm -hmm. and just says, oh, this is really heavy for you guys, not for me because I'm not helping. Mm -hmm. Anyways... She commented on it. She did. She responded. <laughs> she responded. And she said, LMAO girl, you are 100% right. I was trying to save my energy for the rebound. Yeah, that was the plan, supposedly, yeah. she said. <laughs> the the plan was for her to not really help. So I like Kelly. Energy. And so I'm taking her word for it. Yeah. And my apologies. You stand corrected? Yep, I stand well, corrected. Not corrected, but w- what we said was confirmed. But it was just part of the plan. Yeah, that's right. She was not just a slacker. Yep. She was being a team player. Mm-hmm. Caleb and known. Kelly are being so cute over there on that bench. And if I didn't know any better that Kelly had a girlfriend back at home, I would think these two were in love. <laughs> but you're right. That's a duo I'd like to hang out with. During this tribal council, did you had to Google the sword of Democles? I would have Googled it if I knew how to spell it. It's kind of one of those situations where you keep typing, but like it's so misspelled that like Google doesn't know how to help you. <laughs> I thought, I saw it's the name of the episode, this uh-huh. episode. Okay. And I thought, you know, we talked about how if you misspeak, they make fun of you. Right. And make it the name of the episode. I thought someone was trying to say like sort of Democrats or something and <laughs> said it wrong and they were just making fun of them. But yeah. no, apparently it's a real thing. Okay, did you look it up? It's like a Greek god. And their sword hangs over you. It's like a a phrase you would use to indicate that something bad is going to happen to you, Ooh, okay. but it hasn't dropped yet. So the right. sword of Democles is hanging over you. That's what that means. Okay, interesting. Drew uses this in reference to Bruce winning the, the immunity challenges because sure, he has the necklace on now, but the more he wins, the bigger that sword gets hanging over his head, yeah. ready to drop at any moment. As soon as he stops winning immunity, it's going to drop. Articulate. Drew is next level. That's what I'm telling you. He's a storyteller. He really is. We've been complaining a little bit about the little. level. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. 
we get on here and we can play. <laughs> but specifically about the level of gameplay this season. Right. From some of the players, most of the players. Mm-hmm. There are some players like Austin, for example, who have been great. But even the players that we like, like Caleb and Kelly, have not been incredible players. Please just, don't speak ill about the dead. They're just... <laughs> They, but I know what you mean. I mean, they're on the jury for a reason, right? Right. They're incredible people, very likable, but they're not the best of players. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've. That's been my biggest gripe this yeah. season. And nowhere is this summarized more than when Drew is talking about how the three people going on the journey makes it tough because you don't know if there's six votes tonight or seven or eight or nine votes tonight. And Kendra looks around like, wait, what? Yeah. Did somebody have their vote back? Mm-hmm. And Jeff looks at her like, what do you mean? And Kendra says, well, I just, I guess I hadn't thought about it yet, that somebody might be lying about yeah. it. Yeah. And just the fact that she hasn't thought right. that someone might be lying yeah. just speaks volumes to the level that she's playing at. Yeah. Right? And like... To still have someone like that in season 45 is a little bit mind-boggling to me. It's true. Because we've had past seasons, 41, 42, and even seasons before that, we didn't have players like this. Yeah. Every single player that came out was suspicious of everything and everyone. Yeah. And was planning two, three, four moves ahead, Mm -hmm. which led to some incredible tribals and, and some incredible moments. Totally. Take Emily at the beginning of the season. Remember, that was like the very first journey that they went on, the savvy versus sweat. She said like, whatever they say when they come back, they're lying. Mm -hmm. She said that. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if she had a similar conversation this time that didn't get shown. One more example in the votes. We'll spoil it. We have one more example in the votes that I'll get into, but just... There are a lot of missed opportunities by players this season because they're not thinking about everything. Right. Caleb says something interesting. The jury can't speak to the players, but you will get little subtitles of them whispering to each other. Mm -hmm. Caleb notes that Bruce has been safe 16 out of the 17 days. Yeah. Incredible. This is just what you're saying. This is getting to be quite the resume builder for Bruce. Definitely. But it also leads to why he's playing this imaginary game. Right. He's he's, had this illusion of safety the whole time. Exactly. Because he's safe, he's completely selling his team. Yeah. He's giving away his numbers because he doesn't understand the importance of them. Mm -hmm. Austin is wearing his buff in a way I've never seen before. He is wearing it like a beanie with a knot tied a little miniature knot tied on his forehead it was interesting i'll take a screenshot the votes are cast austin hustles up there writes down the name as fast as he can because he still wants everybody to think he doesn't have a vote so he just needed to be up there for the same amount of time for him to read the note that's firm yet polite that tells him to go have a seat (laughs) But they write their their votes, and it comes back one vote for Jake, that was from Kendra, mm-hmm. and six votes for Kendra, which means that both Jake 
and Bruce also voted for Kendra. Yeah. This is my other gripe. Okay, let's hear it. Bruce is voting for Kendra. Mm-hmm. What is Bruce doing? Where is he going? Ray. Jake is already companionless. Ray. He's just trying to get in. Bruce had a companion. It was Kendra. Him voting. I hadn't even thought about this. You're so right. Him voting for Kendra doesn't change anything. Uh It doesn't put him into the Reba Alliance. It doesn't make him less of a target. All it does is kill a jury vote for him. Right. If he votes for Jake with Kendra, Kendra is way more likely to respect him and give him a vote at the end. If Bruce makes it to the end, he's going to have some explaining to do. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he's completely lost in the strategy side of the game. But he's winning these challenges, so he continues on. All right. Brutal vote out for Kendra. She goes home to join her best friend, and no one's going to toast. Let's get to our voting stats. Okay, uh, voting stats. Bruce, one vote. D, one vote. Emily, one vote. Drew, two votes. Julie, two votes. And Jake, four votes. Jake's got four votes. He picks up another one tonight. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is unchanged. And we have two players that remain voteless, which would be Austin and Katura. Dodging. I still can't believe Austin doesn't have a vote on him. I know. Incredible. Or even anyone talking about voting for him. Right. All right, let's get to our best and worst move. You've got worst move. You can go first. Yeah, I think the worst move here was Julie not being willing to get rid of D. I think in the end, this is really going to be something she looks back on and regrets. Yes, now. Mm-hmm. Even now as she rewatches the episodes with her family. Mm-hmm. I've got best move. i got to give my best move to Austin. I mean, him again. winning again. Yeah, him winning his vote back Mm -hmm. and him being willing to share with his alliance, not just his information, but his extra idol right? to gain and keep that trust. I mean, he is so well-liked, but he's not well-liked because of his like charisma. Not that he doesn't have it. He does. But he's well-liked because he is honest and shares and just treats people well, right? He's not like overly funny or overly charming. He's just, he does a good job of flying under the radar while at the same time building strong relationships. I agree a thousand percent. Pretty impressive stuff. All right, let's get to our mailbag. What was last week's question? We wanted to know if people agreed with Jake. Were people playing hard? Our first Response came from Holly from Nevada. Jake is completely right. It feels like old school survivor and I ain't here for that. Thank you, Holly. Our next one is from Maddie in Houston. I have to agree with Jake here. People have not been playing survivor until this episode, meaning the episode they they voted out Kelly. The fact that they are just going along with the pack and not thinking two, three turns ahead is just crazy to me. Yeah. Besides Jake, most people have just been doing what other people tell them to do, even if it doesn't make much sense for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating to watch, 
especially when they just all went along with the original plan to get Caleb out. Still bitter about that. But now it is getting so good. Things are ramping up and it's so fun to watch. Thank you, Maddie. Some people are starting to play the game. Some people are still not playing the game, but the people who aren't are being voted out. At least one was tonight. What's our question of the week for next week? I would like to know who you think is going to win. Now, important distinction. I'm not asking who you want to win. Who do you really think stands a chance at winning? I have one more piece of information that I had no idea where to stick in there, but just a little update. Franny and Matt. Yes. Still together, hit their one-year anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Give it up for Franny and Matt. So just had to say that. What a showmance. I know. Their goals. I mean... Even if Dee and Austin get together, it wouldn't be like Franny and Matt. Their like on-screen chemistry was palpable. They were great. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Dee and Austin's romance blossoms. Yeah. Well, if you got a good answer for our mailbag, uh, you can email it to us at themergefeastpod at gmail.com. It will also be linked in the show notes. Of course, you can always follow us. On our social media accounts, we are at the Merge Feast Pod on TikTok and Instagram, or at the Merge Feast on X, formerly known as Twitter. Thanks for listening, you guys, and happy Thanksgiving. Bye.